Hi, and welcome to the Ethnos New Brunswick podcast. We're so glad you're joining us today. Ethnos is a new organization looking to join in the holistic, community-transforming work happening in New Brunswick and Highland Park. Part of that includes thinking about the spiritual health and vitality of our community. Each week, our gathering is meant to give our community a safe and helpful place for that. Today's episode is the second in our series called This Is Us, with the conversation being led by Glorianne Wright. We've been engaging with uh, Jesus and his scriptures at the start of the new year through a very unique uh, scripture of Jesus, a scripture called Jonah. And uh, last week, if you were here, we introduced the scripture. Uh, this week, we're going to continue forward with it. And what's really powerful, I think, about the scripture is that it's actually much like the rest of D- Jesus's teaching in scripture. It's actually super relevant to our lives. Uh, in fact, just at, on a very personal note, I actually met God through the book of Jonah, through this scripture. I, in fact, there was a moment when I was 14 years old, um, and I heard this book being discussed and taught from somebody, that at that moment, God came into my life, and I gave my life over to following Jesus. And so Jonah has a very personal place in my life, and so I know the relevance and the power of Jesus and his scriptures. Um, Today, uh, we are going to continue on with this scripture, and we have the privilege of listening to somebody who's been actually studying and thinking through this scripture for quite some time now. Uh, You heard her speak uh, late last summer. Uh, Her name is Glorianne, and Glorianne actually leads, uh, has led hundreds, I think, of college students through this exact scripture of Jonah. She actually uh, spends a week every year teaching this actual scripture. And so uh, when we were putting this series together, I thought it would be only, you know, it would only make sense if we invited Glorianne to come and continue this discussion on This Is Us, a journey through the book of Jonah. And so if you could give Glorianne a welcome, uh, she'll probably share more about herself and what she's going to bring. Thank you. Um, yeah, as Yukon said, I, uh, every fall I teach hundreds of students and we go through the book of Jonah. And um, I've been doing that for 15 years now. So you think I'd get tired of it, right? That I'd be like, I know Jonah. Um, but I'm amazed each year I go through, there's some nugget that I either uncover and I'm like, I never saw that before. Or I'm like, oh, that is so me right now. How did you know? Um, And that's one of the reasons we go through the book of Jonah is because as we read about Jonah's story, there's so many times where I'm reading through going, oh, that's me. I'm doing that right now, aren't I? And so today I get to tell you about the story of Jonah, but really the story of me, because as I'm going through preparing for today, I went, oh, that's me this week. So I invite you into the story with me. I invite you to see where your story might connect with this, Um, and I invite you to to ask questions that might feel uncomfortable of yourself, Um, and feel free to to engage how you need to, because that's actually, spoiler alert, the message is, what does it mean to engage versus to disengage? So let me just, um, yeah, start us off on a warmer question, a warm-up question, Um, so you can turn to your tables, to friends, neighbors, Um, around you. Um, 
And uh, if you can't read that super tiny writing, it says, um, what do you like to do to unwind? Right? It's the end of a long week, the end of a long day. And what's your go-to? What do you do? All right? So discuss some things. All right. I'd love to hear from some of you. What do you do to chill out? What do you do to unwind after a long day or a long week? Rachel said she stares out into space blankly. Some of you are doing that right now. <laughs> so, who, who turns to like food, right? Like it's going to be the chocolate cake. It's going to be a glass of wine. It's going to be like a four course meal at the fanciest restaurant called Taco Bell. <laughs> right? Uh, how about who of you are, um, it's, it's TV, it's movies. You have a favorite show or a favorite movie you like to watch over and over again, right? That's Thank you, Netflix. Thank you, Hulu. I don't know what I'd do without you. Um, how about for some of you, it's, it's interactive with friends, right? Like, I gotta, I gotta go on the phone, I gotta call my best friend and just, blah, this was my day. You have no idea, right? So, how about, um, it's something physical. I just, I need to hit the gym, lift weights, I need to go play ball with my buddies, kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love Zumba class. So that's my like, yes. And then kickboxing, you're just like, ah! So I do, I do all the things if you caught on. <laughs> um, that's actually good for us. It's actually healthy for us to have these moments, these things that we can go to to unwind, um, right? To sort of, I call it defragging. It's something your computer needs to do. I don't understand it, but your computer needs to defrag and it realigns something in the something of the something with the computer. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, but, but those are the extent of my computer skills. Um, so sometimes we need to defrag, but sometimes, right, we can check out in ways that become unhealthy. Um, and so that's what we're going to see um, today as we look at Jonah. Um, yeah, I, sometimes we check out when things get really hard, right? When the task feels too big. Um, so have you ever had that in your life where you like, the task is so big, you find yourself doing anything but? Like maybe um, college students, you have that really big exam you know you need to study for, but that's the time you decide to like clean out your closet, finally, you know, clean out the bathroom, rearrange all of your photos on Google Photo, um, right? Or maybe it's um, a conversation you have to have with somebody. Right? Maybe you got to call mom because it's been a while and you have something really pressing to tell her, but it's a hard conversation. And so you find yourself calling everybody else to catch up, right? Um, or maybe there's that big project at work that just seems so daunting that you get all these other little tasks on your to-do list and you're like, I'm so productive. I did 10 things. I rearranged my pencils. I finally photocopied that thing, um, right? Uh, <laughs> Uh, for me, it's cleaning the house, <laughs> right? I have to go like, oh, I have to, the bathrooms. I, anyone ever wants to love me, come clean my bathrooms, um, right? And I find myself, um, well, let me, uh, let me finally just, you know, organize these things over here, and I just need to rearrange the pantry instead, and um, yeah. So we have these hard things we want to do, um, and we know that they're hard, and so we like kind of like hard pass. Um, there's a, an author about 100 years ago called Mark Twain. Um, he wrote uh, Huckleberry Finn and The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. 
And he called this principle eating the frog. Um, and he said, if it's your job to eat a frog, it's best to do it first thing in the morning. And if it's your job to eat two frogs, it's best to eat the biggest frog first. <laughs> um, he wasn't talking literally about eating frogs necessarily, um, but what he meant was that the frog is that one thing on your to-do list that you have to do that's hard, that's big, that you know is a good thing to do probably, but you don't want to do it. Um, and he suggested you do it first so that you don't procrastinate and put it off. Um, so eating the frog. So as Yukon mentioned, last week we saw, um, we started looking at the story of Jonah. Um, and we started looking at God's story as it's revealed through the story of Jonah. And we saw that God's purpose is to love us. Um, and he invites Jonah. He gives Jonah a job. Um, right? Some of you might be an accountant. Maybe you're a teacher. Jonah's job was to preach the word of the Lord. That was his job. And God gives Jonah this job and says, hey, go preach the word to this city of Nineveh. Um, and for those of you who were here last week, you know Nineveh is not a good city. Um, it is a really dangerous city. It's a, um, a wicked city, as it's called. Uh, and Jonah is like, uh-huh, great, yeah, hard pass. Um, and he literally gets on a boat and goes to the other side of the world. So it's as if I was like, yeah, I should really clean my house. So instead, I'll go on a plane to China. That makes sense, right? Um, <laughs> So Jonah um, gets on this boat. He books passage to Tarshish, which in his day was literally like the other side of the known world. Um, and while he's on this boat running away from God, and he's totally clear. He tells everybody on the boat, like, oh, I'm running away from God. That's what I'm doing. That's why I need to go to Tarshish. Um, a giant storm comes. And the scripture says that the Lord sends the storm. And the storm is so bad. This is like Hurricane 5. Um, that the mariners are scared. They are throwing over the cargo. They are rowing as fast as they can to get back to shore. They all think they're going to die. This is a heavy-duty storm. Um, and we find Jonah is asleep at the bottom of the boat um, in the midst of this storm. And the captain of the ship comes to him and is, literally says, Sleeper, right? Like, dude, what the hell? Wake up. <laughs> um, and so they figure out, what's going on? Like, why is this storm? This storm is big. It was sudden. There were no signs, right? We didn't see it in our weather report. Lonnie didn't tell us about it on the evening news. Um, for those of you who watch ABC News, um, right? There, there was no indication that the storm was coming. So they decide, this must be supernatural. Um, so they pray to their gods, and they do this thing called casting lots um, to sit there and figure out, why is this storm upon us? Um, and the lots fall on Jonah, right? So they're sort of like, who is it? It's you. All right. So the questions they ask him are, who are you? Where are you from? What is your country? And what are your people? I don't know about you, but those are weird questions to ask in the middle of a storm, right? Um, but there's these questions of identity they're asking, like, why, why are you the person that this is happening? Um, and Jonah responds, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. And the mariners are just like, what? Crap! Right? If your God made the sea and the dry land, like, then this is, this is what's up, right? 
then no wonder we can't overcome, we can't rove hard enough, we can't get back to sea. Um, and the mariners become increasingly afraid at Jonah um, and at God and at the storm. And so they're like, what should we do? How do we, how do we fix this then? Um, and Jonah responds with an interesting response. And he says, throw me overboard. Right? Just, just kill me now. <laughs> if you throw me overboard, the sea will quiet down and you'll be fine because it's, it's me the sea's trying to attack because my God, the God of the sea and the land and everything in it is unhappy with me because I'm running away. I'm not doing what I was told to do. And Jonah's up front, right? To give Jonah some credit, he's honest, he's up front about this. And um, the mariners, right, we don't, we don't want to kill you. We don't want to throw you overboard. So they try to row back to shore. They try to use their skills, their gifts, their talents to come back to overcome the issue. But they can't solve this problem because the answer to the problem is not in them. It's not their skills. It's not that. So they eventually throw Jonah overboard. They pray to Jonah's God, the Lord, and they say, ask, we ask for forgiveness. Do not hold his blood upon our hands. And as soon as they throw him overboard, the storm stops. The mariners are amazed. They praise God. And then Jonah gets eaten by a fish. Right? <laughs> End of episode. <laughs> it ends on a great cliffhanger like that. Um, right? So there's a lot going on in this story. But the thing I want us to focus on is Jonah running away. Right? He makes this choice. I know what I have to do but I'm gonna choose to do something else. And because of that, all these things happen. Um, and Jonah's choices throughout there, right? Jonah's choice of um, who am I in the midst of that? And then Jonah's response of, right, just throw me overboard. Um, that's where I wanna focus on us today because I think that's um, a place where I experience, oh, that's a Jonah moment for me. I am feeling that way, I am doing that, um, right? So he runs away, he tries to hide, he tries to avoid God, um, right? In fact, he'd rather die than deal with it. Do you ever have those days where you're just like, Psh, I can't deal, right? There's a phrase the college students like to say, I can't even, I just, I can't even, right? Um, where, where the task, the day is just too big, too hard, you so don't want to do it, you just can't even, um, right? Or we have these moments. Um, these are just funny pictures I found, right? I have so much to do. Oh, look, Facebook, <laughs> right? Or um, that moment when you have so much to do that you decide to take a nap instead, right? And that's what we find Jonah doing. He's like, yeah, God asked me to do this thing. It's literally my job to go do the thing, but I'm going to go sleep instead. Um, yeah, I just don't want to deal. Um, and so that's often I find myself, right, I'd rather go to sleep. Where's the, you know, Facebook doesn't end. Did you guys know that? Like, you can keep going and keep going and keep going, and it doesn't end. That's a bad thing for me. <laughs> um, and so we get caught up in this. And so as we look at the passage, I think the obvious question to ask, right, is what are you running away from? Um, what are you running away from? What are you hiding from? What are you avoiding? And I think that's an easy question to ask, but I think it's a really hard question to answer sometimes. Um, right? Uh, 
And so I just want to take a moment for us. We're going to do this quietly. You don't have to share with your table. Um, but just take a moment to sort of think and ask yourself, because I bet you know what you're running from. Right? I bet this isn't like, oh, I don't know why I feel this way. I think if you're honest with yourself, you know what the issue is. You know what the problem is that you don't want to solve. Um, and so I just want us to take a moment. Um, for those of us who have a relationship for God, we can enter into some listening prayer and ask him to reveal it to us, to, to show it in our face with clarity. Because for me, my first step of avoiding is usually not looking in the direction of my problem right, is sitting there saying, something's wrong, and I know what it is, but I keep it over here, just out of sight. Um, I don't name it. I don't look at it clearly. I don't put it to the forefront of my mind um, or my schedule or my task list. Um, so I want us to just take a moment. So let's enter in to some silence and ask God, show me clearly, what am I running from? So like I said, the obvious question is, what are you running away from? But I think as we dig deeper into the story, um, the deeper question is, what does that say about me? Right? Who am I? And is that who I want to be? Right? Do I want to be running away from this thing? Do I want to be avoiding and hiding? Do I want to lose myself in enter the blank? Um, or do I want to be more? Do I want to be strong? Do I want to be brave? Do I want to be resilient? Do I want to be loving? Do I want to be a good friend, uh, a good parent, a good spouse? Um, right? And as we're starting the new year, you're probably thinking, right, some of you might be making resolutions, or even if you're not, you can't avoid the TV commercials, new year, new you, um, kind of thing. I think that's our invitation is to say, who am I, as I answer into this idea of what I'm running away from, and is that who I want to be, right? Because we know what we're running from, and chances are we know what the right thing is, right? All those TV commercials talking about going to the gym and eating right, we know we, know we should eat our vegetables, right? That's not hard. I have a two-year-old right now, and the first thing we give him is either a fruit or a vegetable before we give him the bread or the meat or the sweets, um, because we know the right thing is to eat our vegetables, while Mama like is secretly eating a pound of croissants behind the kitchen table, right? <laughs> because I know what I want to do, but I don't always do the right thing. Um, so we avoid, we hide, we defer, we run away. Um, so we can ask what we're running away from, but if we're honest, we know it. Um, so I want us to think about what do we run to when we run away? I think this is helpful, a good first step in actually tackling our issue. Because if we can sit there and say, I know I'm running away from this, right? It's not helpful for me to be like, stop, just do it, right? That's great, how? If I could just do it, I'd do it already. Um, so I want us to, to take some steps. So I think a good first step is knowing what you're running away from, being honest about it, bring it from here to here, um, and then going, what do I run away to, right? 
Um, you know, so when I'm avoiding studying for an exam, when I'm avo avoiding a really hard conversation with someone, when I'm avoiding having to confess something, when I'm avoiding a mountain of chores or a task I don't want to do, what do I go do, right? This brings us back to that opening question. Um, sometimes those really good things we need become really damaging things, right? Um, so what are you running away to? Do you do Netflix binges, right? I can devour an entire season in one day, right? Not move from the couch with my comfy pile of blankets. I make a nest for myself, and I just, all of Stranger Things in one shot, go! Um, <laughs> um, right, some of us, it's unhealthy substance dependency, right? That I'm gonna treat myself to a donut becomes I'm gonna always be eating donuts and sweets and chocolates, um, right? It's, I'm gonna go for a drink with the girls to it becomes, I'm drinking by myself every night um, because I can't cope anymore, um, right? For some of us, it's sleeping all day. It's, man, I've had a long day. I'm gonna just sleep in for an extra hour to, it's one in the afternoon and I haven't gotten out of bed or my pajamas yet because I don't wanna start my day. I don't wanna deal with it. Right? It's, it's doing anything but. Um, and so we enter into these things. And so that's when our good things um, become bad things. And psychology has a term for this. Um, it's called escapism versus avoidance. So escapism is the tendency to seek distraction and relief from unpleasant realities, especially by seeking out entertainment or engaging in fantasy of some sort. Right? So for some of us, it's like, you know, we read a, we read a good novel kind of thing, right? Or like me, we, we binge watch TV shows. Um, but then, if we're not careful, it can become avoidance. Um, the action of keeping away from, sorry, next slide. Click, there we go. Um, the action of keeping away from or not doing something, right? It's the difference between, um, we have an image of reading a book on vacation on the sand, right? escapism kind of thing. I gotta check out, I need to just, I need to defrag. I need to have good self-care, take a moment. Two, becoming the ostrich who sticks our head in the sand. I don't wanna deal, right? Um, by the way, ostriches stick their head in the sands when they're being threatened, right? So the cheetah's after them, and their idea is, I don't wanna deal with the cheetah. I will bury my head in the sand, right? Is that, is that a good strategy for the ostrich? So it becomes dangerous uh, when we stick our head in the sands. So for me, um, I love fantasy and sci-fi. I am a huge nerd. I grew up on like fairy tales and Star Wars and Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. I love escaping into another world, right? Like the Shire from The Hobbit is my happy place. <sighs> and there are times, right, a long weekend, I will just put on The Hobbit and that music comes along, do, 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 do. And my whole soul just goes, ah, I'm a dork, <laughs> right? Um, I need that when life gets stressful, right? I need to take a moment, right? For some of us, maybe like we, we go to yoga class, um, right? Or we, like I said, we, we, we go out with our friends. Um, we need those moments to disconnect, um, to escape um, and those moments can be helpful, actually, right? So escaping into fantasy, 
I can gain strength and fortitude by seeing how Harry Potter defeats Voldemort, right? And then feeling encouraged to go tackle my Voldemort, whatever that is in life, right? Um, it can give us, it can give us an example and fortitude and strength to conquer in this pretend world that enables us to conquer in the real world. Um, but then there are times where I dive in so deep, the real world no longer exists, um, right? Where I am wrapped up in my blankets on the couch and I am just like Doctor Who episode after Doctor Who episode after Doctor Who episode after Doctor Who episode. For a while there, I was like, I'm sick, I need the doctor. Um, yeah, no? Uh, and this happened for me a few years ago. I had a friendship um, that was starting to get strained. Um, and I wasn't sure how to deal with it. And to confront my friend felt really hard. To, and I didn't know how to fix it. I didn't know how we had started to drift apart. So I didn't know how we could pull back together. Um, right? And I knew the right thing to do was to go talk to her. But that felt so risky. Because what if it didn't work? What if she didn't care? We're drifting apart, so what? That's life. What if she didn't think we were drifting apart and it's all in my head and I'm now just crazy? Um, right? What if we couldn't figure out a solution? And so instead of going over and engaging with her, I would stay at home and just watch Doctor Who after Doctor Who after Doctor Who. I escaped so hard, I started to avoid. Um, Right? And I, I do this. And what's been helpful in my life is recognizing when I do this. Right? So it's awareness of what am I running from, bringing it to the forefront. It's recognizing what do I run to? And it's asking that question, am I becoming lost in that escape that it's become avoidance? Um, and when I can ask myself those questions, when I can check that, I can pull myself back. Right? I can rely on um, the things that I've put into place for me, that's faith, that's spiritual disciplines, that's going to God and saying, I am diving deep into this wormhole, can you help me out? Right? Is this too much? Have I gone too deep? Right? Last year that happened for me in Harry Potter, um, right? giant dork. I went to a work conference, and after the work conference, I got to go to Harry Potter World, best thing ever! Um, to prepare for that, I had read all seven books in a, like a week, and then I came home, right? And it's, for me, the January is a bit of a break between college semesters, and I realized I didn't want to go back to work. Like, I just had that moment of like, oh, work is getting hard, it's getting complicated, and I just don't want to deal. So, well, I've got all eight Harry Potter movies on Blu-ray. <laughs> Let's put those in. Um, right? And I found myself not wanting to disengage from my escape, not wanting to step back into reality. Um, and so I indulged for a little bit, right? My husband indulged with me and allowed me to binge watch all eight Howard Potter movies in one day. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a marathon. I made pumpkin pasties to eat with it because um, food is another one of my indulgences, um, right? But the entire time as I'm going through that, I'm making sure and asking myself that question like, Okay, when the movie's over, it's back to reality, right? Um, making sure I don't step off too far, um, that I don't zone out and become untethered and drift away, um, right? And so it, I think the final step that helps us as we engage in this is what are our tethers? 
what's the thing that's going to help us as we step into something that's good, right, to defrag, to escape for a moment, um, to recharge so that we don't get lost and, and disappear into that thing, into, right, substances that are unhealthy for us, into um, a depression that we can't pull out, into sleeping all day instead of engaging and having conversations with friends socially, or partying too hard, right? Spending all your time with friends so you don't have to be and confront what you're thinking inside your own head, um, right? It goes both ways. Any good thing can be bent into the wrong direction, um, right? So that's, that's our story. Those are the questions. What am I trying to avoid? Why, you know, what do I do to avoid? Um, and I think as we look back at Jonah, Jonah knows who God is, right? It's his job to know God. That's his job. Just like a teacher's job is to teach kids the ABCs, right? Um, and we know, spoiler alert, at the end of the story, he knows um, that God is a good God, right? He knows that God is gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, um, and merciful, and it's because he knows who God is that he doesn't want to follow through, right? So sometimes we know the thing, right? But we don't want to step into it. Um, and I think about that in my own life. I know what the right thing is to do. I know who God is. I know what I, you know, that my call to go do X, Y, and Z is a good thing. But I don't want to, and I disengage. And I felt this way this week even, right? As I'm preparing for this talk, I'm just like, oh. This is me right now. Like, I am Jonah right now, um, right? As a community in Ethnos, we were invited into fasting. And I was like, more Starbucks, please. Extra chocolate cake, thank you, right? Um, even though in my head, I was like, oh, you should probably try, <laughs> right? Um, you should step into that. I found myself sleeping and having trouble getting out of bed this week. Right? Where I'm just like, it's hard. We, um, I said we have a two-year-old. Um, I thought I was a good parent um, until your two-year-old like throws food at you, curses you out, hits you, and then wants to run away. And you're just like, what just happened? I hate everything! Um, kind of moments, right? And I just like, I don't want to deal. Like just drop them off at the daycare and just, whoo, I'm out. Right? Um, I felt that in that this week. Um, I felt that as I'm getting ready um, to pick up speed back on campus at work for myself, I don't want to go. And I would rather sleep than prepare my materials for next week. Um, but God's funny. And so he's like, yeah, you know that sermon you're working on? That's you now. Snap out of it. Um, yeah. And the problem is we can't snap out of it ourselves on our own strength, right? Like we can try, like I sit there lying in bed going, all right, just get up, just get up. You can do this, just get out of bed, it's fine. You can do this, right? And as I do that, I just like snuggle into the blankets just a little more, because they're so nice. We have a heated blanket on our bed. Who wants to leave that when it's two degrees outside? <laughs> right? And so for me, engaging in spiritual disciplines and saying, okay, God, Will you help me get out of bed today? Will you remind me that you love me? Right? And that's risky. And I think that's what our problem is, right? Is we don't want to trust 
that um, we will be taken care of and we will be loved the way we need to. So we try to self-solve the problem, right? Well, but this chocolate cake is going to be so good, right? This glass of wine is just, it's going gonna, it's gonna to do it, right? I'm sorry, white girl. Um, and so, yeah, right, we see that in the passage. Jonah tries to solve the problem himself. I'm just, just going to run away from God, right? But the joke is he can't run away from God, right? He thinks God is this fixed point over here in Jerusalem and Nineveh, so I'll just hit the road or hit the seas over to Tarshish. Right? But the reality is God's like the sky overarching us. We can't get away from it. Right? God is like gravity. I cannot get away from gravity. If I climb the mountain, if I just like stand up on the chair, I'm farther away from gravity. No, it doesn't work that way. Right? And we see that in the passage. The Lord sends the storm. The Lord, through the casting of lots, reveals Jonah needs to confront his issues. Right? The Lord even is the one who quiets the storm, and the Lord's even the one who appoints the fish to swallow Jonah, right? So all of Jonah's running away. It, it, the God is overarching. He's sitting there going like, where are you running? I'm right here. You can't, you keep running into me, <laughs> right? Um, and so I think the final thought I want to leave you with is as you feel like running, right, when you're confronting these issues, when you're thinking through these steps of self-care, um, the reality is, it doesn't make sense to run, right? Your problem isn't going to go away, right? The, the project you have at work isn't going to disappear. Now, someone else might take on the project and finish it for you, but new problems will arise, right? Your boss will be like, um, dude, you didn't do your job, so fired, right? That exam isn't going anywhere, and you're going to have to take it, but if you haven't studied, if you haven't prepared, you're going to fail, so we can't run away from these things. They're, they're with us. And we can't run away from God. He's always with us. But we can ask him for help. We can lean on him, right? Um, because his story is a better story, right? He's actually the one who sets our identity. When we run away from these things and we ask ourselves, what does this say about me? And is this who I want to be, right? When Jonah's confronted with his issue, the mariners don't say like, you know, what should we do about this? They don't say, like, why are you running away? They ask, who are you? What is your job? Who are your people? And Jonah responds, I am a Hebrew, and I fear and worship the Lord, the God of creation. Right? That is Jonah's identity. And it's out of that that God is able to rescue Jonah. Um, and it's out of recognizing our identity in God that we are able to be rescued from what we're running away from that we are able to be strong, to receive fortitude, resilience, comfort, support um, to tackle these things. Um, and as we'll see as Jonah's story continues, that's not easy. It's not always a quick fix, a silver bullet, or a fairy tale ending. But when we recognize that God has a better story for us, we can confront what we're running away from. We can engage and begin a deep personal acknowledgement of who God is, um, right? We don't have to run because God is actually a good God, a gracious God, merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. So as you enter into this new year, as you start to think about the new you, um, I hope you reflect on this. Who do you want to be in the face of 
of your problems? And how can you engage with God to help you overcome these? I hope you resolve this year not to run away. Thank you, Glow. You know, I think, Glow, you asked some really great questions and got us thinking through these things. And I want us to take a brief moment to turn to our neighbors again and just share about which of the questions that Glow posed to us struck you as, as a question you need to ask. Them. Just in case you weren't taking notes, uh, let me just remind us of the questions. Question uh, number one is, what are you trying to avoid? Question number two, what are you running to instead? Uh, question three, is this who you want to be? Uh, is this who you actually want to become? Uh, are, you being, are you feeling lost in that moment? Uh, and then question four and five, actually, I'm looking at my notes now. I'm like, man, what did I write? <laughs> oh, yeah. Question four is about the tether, I believe. What what is there to help you potentially come back? What's tethering you? What's kind of holding you back? Do you have something like that in place? And then question five, or the last thought is, you actually don't need to run. Because you can't run away from God anyway. Which one of those questions, which one of those thoughts strikes you as relevant to you right now? Two minutes, we'll discuss it, and then we'll bring it back to a close. Right, so I, I hope, it sounds like we had some great discussion here. It sounds like one of the questions has, has lodged in. I, I, re I, really hope, I really hope we take uh, Glorianne's words to heart here. Thank you, Glorianne, for bringing us through this conversation, this discussion. And, you know, as, as she mentioned, as our goal here um, in this series is to really get our year started on the right foot. Um, like she mentioned, some of us have New Year's resolutions, some of us don't do that. It doesn't matter how we view the New Year. I, I, I think more often than not, though, we either we, we, we see it as like, oh, I need to get started on the right foot, or I just need to continue like every day getting on the right foot. However you're understanding this moment in the New Year, I, I hope you find something helpful here. I hope you're encouraged through this story of Jonah. I hope you can join us, continue to join us, and join God in what he's inviting us into. You know, one more thing before we wrap up. The story of Jonah is very interesting. We mentioned this last week in our introduction, but let me just mention it again. The story of Jonah, Jesus actually quotes from the story of Jonah a number of times. And one of his most famous quotes from the story is this. To the, I'm going to paraphrase it, but it's this idea. He says something to this effect, I am like Jonah. Jesus will say, I am like Jonah. Now, Jesus says that not necessarily because Jesus did what Jonah did here today. He avoids things. But Jesus says that because Jesus will do what Jonah will do next week. What does Jonah do next week? We discover that Jonah actually goes through a mini death. I mean, we kind of read it at the end of the story like a fish eats him. And uh, we won't spoil the whole story next week, but he essentially dies in a way. And Jesus says the same thing. Jesus will say, I am going to die. But Jesus will say this, I'm like Jonah, though, in that Jonah will live again. 
And we'll read that next week. Jonah will somehow live even though he gets swallowed by a fish. Now, why do I bring this up? And why does Jesus bring this up? Jesus brings this up because He wants us to know, much like Glorianne was saying, that yes, we are like Jonah in all the kind of bad things we do, but we are also like Jonah in that we can be redeemed. We can have new life again. And we can have new life again because Jesus goes through that death and resurrection and brings that to us to experience once and for all. And so this morning, as we think about, huh, where am I right now? How am I running? Am I tethered? Am I not tethered? Am I, am I perhaps getting you know, a little farther than I want to get farther? Glow, Glow exhorted us to come back to God. And I want to do the same here. Let's come back to God, and let's come back to a Jesus who has died and risen again, and who can give us an actual new life because He Himself went through that death and resurrection for us. Can you join me in a final word of prayer here this morning as we wrap things up? Thank you, God, for this moment. Thank you for the space to reflect, to ask some tough questions, to look inside our lives and look at the things maybe we're not too happy about. Thank you that you understand. Thank you that you know that sometimes, man, we just need relief. Oh, we're looking to escape from things. Thank you that you understand. And thank you that you became one of us. You died and you rose again. You lived this life. And you invite us to experience your life through that. So we come to you, Jesus, and we say, give us more of you. Help us through. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks again for joining us for today's conversation. For more information about Ethnos New Brunswick, visit us at ethnosnb.com.